people are attracted to real energy. If it's real, people are going to feel what you feel. So to do everything with feeling is something that I kind of noticed. There are a lot of artists that people say, you know, they, they suck. They're not this or that, but they have millions of people who are following them. And it's not so because what they say is their energy. All right, this is Chris from Be Podcast, where we interview the innovative, the daring, and the bold with informative topics for the black LGBT. And one thing I do is I, I always like to find the latest, the up-and-comer, the things that people probably may have missed. I want to bring that attention right squarely in your ears and let you guys hear uh, whatever new event or artist in this particular case uh, we have here. Now, we do have an artist by the name of Erica B., now, to me, when I listen to her music, I, I get kind of hypnotized a little bit with her music. I'm pretty sure you will, too. So we have Erica B. on the show. How you doing, Erica? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. I really like the way that you describe that. <laughs> I get that a lot, the hypnotizing thing. Yeah, honestly, when I when I listen to your music, I, I, I it's the type of music where you can just cut it on, Continue doing whatever you're doing, and it let it just play in the background. And make you—it's a way of an emotional trance in a way. But yet, at the same time, you can—you feel no need to turn the music away. You just keep listening to it and keep listening to it. That's what I think when I listen to your music. I want to capture different parts of their minds, and I try to figure out different things I can do to keep people interested without them exactly having to use too much thought. Just a feeling. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, first off, I do want to f- kind of find out how you got into the hip-hop game or how you got into the R&B game, which I want you to kind of clarify for me, because I, d- I do need the clarification. Because <laughs> how, I, how, I, how I picture your music is definitely hip-hop-influenced lyrics and rhymes, but with an R&B delivery. And that's how I kind of got your music. Am I off by saying that? No, you're so correct like you're exactly on you've been doing your research you've been really listening <laughs> oh yeah i do every guest seems to be surprised but i do my research before before they come on the show because i want to make sure that i'm i'm dead dead on when it comes to some of my my questions here and that's why when i listen to your music and i'm going back from 2012 all the way up and so when i'm listening i'm like you know i kind of hear some influences and i want to talk about who your influences are and you know what pulled the people that really inspired you? But how did you get all into this music? How did you really get into this? Well, when I was younger, um, my people used to tell me that I was really obsessed with Michael Jackson. I don't remember that part specifically. Okay. But <laughs> I remember growing up, I really loved Mariah Carey and Bone Thugs in Harmony. I know that's like two different types of music, but those are the two artists that i loved to listen to and that's all i listened to and then i started getting into bachata and other genres of music okay all right and that's kind of what gave me my love for music but i started talking at a later age okay and trying out music it was a way to get people to listen to me because i wasn't used to communicating effectively but music kind of helped me out with that a lot so when you say at a, at a later age, what age were you officially verbally talking? Or what, what age would you say? Uh, seven years old. Wow. Wow. I was completely mute. Whoa. Whoa. So wait a minute. You were, were you diagnosed in a particular special? <laughs> or, or, no, I was, I was just extremely quiet. I have no idea why. 
but people are kind of surprised that I can talk now. People that <laughs> knew me growing up. Wow, that is so. And music helped you to speak to kind of give more voice to you. Yes, definitely. Wow, that's definitely something you normally don't hear a lot. So. You at the age of seven, you're not really, you, you now to start to speak to the world. So people start hearing your voice and music helped you get there. Was it initially R&B? It was hip hop. I really loved hip hop, but the type of hip hop, it was the Bone Thugs and Harmony, 3-6 Mafia, Twister. It was kind of the, the more underground okay. area of hip hop. Wait, what type of parents was letting you listen to underground hip hop? <laughs> Wait a minute, wait, who, was, who was bringing in the music here? <laughs> well, I think, like, my mom, she was really into Neo Soul, Erica Badu, child, but she listened to Tupac and 50 Cent. I kind of just have a really wide musical background from my parents. Okay, okay. So now you're growing up with all that Neo Soul, you're growing up with that that Bone Thugs harmony, and you, you, you basically started to give more more voice to yourself did you when did you actually start writing music i actually don't write you don't write i don't write because my vocal cords they're like really weak so when i record it's extremely soft and i alter the volumes but the reason why i don't write is because repetitively read something i tend to get tired of saying it i get bored of it and i get used to it it's not the feeling isn't new anymore. So I kind of just get on the mic. I don't know what I'm going to say. I just start saying things. So if I hear something that I like, I just cut it out and edit it and continue. No way. So this is purely, purely freestyle. We're basically listening to when you're, you're recording. Correct. But it's not always ongoing. Sometimes it's stop and go, but I don't write anything. Wow. You know, very rarely do I hear that. I mean, I've heard that about Jay-Z. I've heard that about Jay-Z. Basically, he just comes in there and doesn't know the only right. I think I've heard also about that when it came to Biggie. I think I've heard that about well. But when it came to R&B, I rarely hear that. I don't know who... <laughs> I don't know who basically uh, does that with uh, no writing any lyrics. That's, that's actually pretty interesting. So when it comes down to how do people perceive that? How do people think about that when you do not write lyrics now? I don't think anybody knows because I kind of don't put myself out there as a a person, just kind of my music persona. Interesting. Is that something that, because you get that one song here that puts you out there, you know, you know, that's all going to change, right? (laughs) Yeah. So this is actually um, the first time I'm kind of exposing myself. Ah, okay. And honestly, I thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be the the, the first to uh, long overdue. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, because yes, I mean, it really is long overdue. I see, and I read the lyrics. Read not the lyrics, but I've actually read the comments. A lot of your fans who are following you, a lot of your fans, they're just like, I can't believe this person is not as big as this person should be. Is that something that you purposely wanted? That you just did not want to really. Throw yourself out there too, too much to try to kind of keep it low and get a, develop a nice little following. Is that something that was more of an interest for you? Yeah, it was kind of me setting myself into a comfort zone because as far as the exposure goes, I kind of backed away from it over the years. And it's it's an off and on thing for me. I'm not sure if I want it, but when it comes, I don't want it. 
I'm kind of indecisive. Okay. Okay. So, so right. So right now, are you in that same state when it comes to being indecisive, or you just kind of said to yourself, you know what, let's go for this? Is that something that you? Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, let's go for it. I'm meant to be. Um, because every other obstacle that I've come across in life, I keep it keeps leading me back to right where I am right now. All right. And so when it came down to current album, The Offer, uh, what was the inspiration behind this album? Ooh, so The Offer album, um, 2016, I was having the type of year where I was working a a job at Nissan, uh, seven days a week, 18 hours some days. And I was just wondering, like, is this life? Or what do I have to do in order to take my music to the next step? Term, the offer came into mind. And I came up with an EP called The Offer. And the songs were specifically supposed to be me stating what I wanted. I'm offering myself. I don't know exactly what I'm offering it to. Yeah. But that was the theme of everything. But during this mixtape, my sister died. Oh, wow. Like when I was working on my second song, I was texting her. And then I ended up still pushing through and having to finish the whole mixtape. Just trying to stay focused and be strong for the music. So that mixtape specifically is really special to me because it was during a really hard time in my life oh wow so basically you're dealing with a lot of a lot of things going your personal tragedy but you're also kind of dealing with a state of where you don't necessarily want to be exactly where you currently are you just want to continue to bring it out bigger get bigger in terms of your craft okay i can understand that i mean so yeah. now if i pull you away for a little bit from the offer and go let's go back to the official re the first initial recording it seemed like that happened around 2012 am i wrong uh i have older recordings that i put out on youtube around 2009 okay 2009 okay i've deleted a lot off of my um soundcloud if that's where you're referring to no but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> that's okay. I don't I don't remember a lot of songs that I put out, so you, you're gonna have to refresh my memory. Go to all my sources, including SoundCloud, oh, yeah. YouTube, and everything else, to just kind of find out or any previous articles that I read and kind of mentioned about you. And what you know, I didn't realize that even myself, I kind of found myself saying, "Wait a minute, I was following her on the one of the songs." Uh, from last year, over a year ago, one thing I like about SoundCloud, it definitely points, points to exactly when you reposted this song, and that was over a year ago, and that was definitely wow. with um, that was definitely with the uh, LG, the top forty uh, LGBT that I normally listen to over there and off of SoundCloud. He had you listed there, and uh, so definitely I said, okay, I like this song, and I just kind of reposted it and showed my love for the song too, and that's where I was I was saying, okay, who is this Erica B? Then I re then it came back again under LGBT Underground. You came up again, and I said, 
who is Erica B? And that's why, you know, I had to give you a call and reach out to you. So going back to 2009, all the way up, and you kind of slowly but surely, well, you kind of, you kind of felt comfortable when? When did you actually truly feel comfortable in your music? What year was that? Um, I would say 2015. I didn't really recognize myself when I would, after I would finish the song. It's like, it's not me. I would get a feeling as if, I don't know, I'm not sure. It's just, it doesn't feel like it's me. How would you describe you to your fans? Um, I would describe me as someone who puts my emotions into everything that I do. Gotcha. So, <laughs> I, I really can't even think right now how I would describe myself. I'm just thinking of the music, and I would describe that as it's very emotional. No matter what I'm saying, it's got emotion behind it, whether it's words to appeal or words to so when it comes to 2015, where were you in that state in terms of your music? You felt more confident. So what was the type of music you were starting to put out? Did you automatically fall into this? Actually, it seemed like you were already in this hypnotic sound. It's very smooth. It's very... Uh, the, the lyrics seem to be very hip-hop. You can actually feel You can actually hear it. But it was always a smooth delivery. Um, I kind of fell into that sound. But I tried to rap at first, like just straight rap. <laughs> and that didn't work out at all. <laughs> okay. I was rapping about um, the issues that go on in society. Um, the corrupted government, false reality, things like that. And I would get like 25 listens. So I started to study the culture. I started to study the industry. I started to, I started to go behind the scenes. Who are these producers who, who are creating these different sounds and things. And it started to give me a better idea of what I need to do to appeal, okay. but not straight too far away from who I am. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so when you you finally started doing that research that kind of gave you a better focus in terms of what type of songs you would kind of you know bring up within yourself or it just basically you at least had that knowledge base. The type of delivery I should have, like um, capturing people with your energy. People are attracted to real energy. If it's real, people are going to feel what you feel. So to do everything with feeling... It's something that I kind of noticed. There are a lot of artists that people say, you know, they, they suck. They're not this or that, but they have millions of people who are following them. And it's not so because what they say, it's their energy. They're jumping around. They're making people, they're making them feel exciting. So a natural energy that I know how to give, it's it's that emotional, that sensual feeling that you you feel when you listen to me. Okay. So I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, now you did mention Mariah Carey. Was is there any artist, in particular in the R and B lane, that you really said, "Yeah, this is it"? Obsessed with Mariah Carey. Oh wow! Okay. I kind of um, used some of her, some of her notes in some of my songs, not the high notes or anything, 
but I can listen to some of my songs and recognize it because I, I listen to her so much. Some current artists today that I really love, like I really love Drake. Okay. I can, I can hear the Drake. I can hear some Drake. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely obsessed with Drake, I would say. Okay. All right. And uh, I'm not afraid to admit that. No, no. Honestly, <laughs> I, I felt, you know, that, okay, this is definitely a little bit some Drake in there. I can feel some Drake. Oh, I guess, I th- I think oh definitely. The, I think that's the thing that people love about it, though. You know, when it comes down to that, when it comes to R&B and, you know, hip hop, how it can actually blend so well. And Drake does that. I think he does it excellent. I think you I do, think- too. I think with the the music that I was already listening to, like the Bone Thugs in Harmony, when they were like harmonizing the rap, singing and rapping, I think Drake fell right into that lane yeah. of the music that I already listened to. And it kind of opened a lot of doors in a new generation for people to be comfortable with doing both. Right. And you don't have to go so hard at just one. You could express yourself. Now, when it came down to the category that you would place your music, where, which particular category would you mainly place it at? When um, I post something and it asks me to type in the genre, I'm not really sure if I should put hip hop or R&B soul because it's not on either side. It's kind of in the middle. So, so basically, but what do you normally end up choosing? Well, sometimes I choose hip hop and sometimes I choose R and B. Oh, okay. It's going back and forth, back and forth a little bit. Do you think people respond more to one particular category or another, or they really just don't care? They just mainly listen to the music. I think I get a lot of more feedback from when I go deep into the R and B. Okay, that makes sense. That does make sense to me because it definitely because your music for me it definitely has that R&B, much more of an R&B feel. You can see, you can definitely hear your lyrics, but definitely R&B, it seems to come out a little bit more, it's got an edge more for, for everybody else in hip-hop. And then, but the thing about it is you can tell, especially with the days where when it comes to the music, how hip-hop and R&B blends pretty well. Now, to go to the LGBT point, where did you notice that, you know, hey, I'm going to do this music for this particular artist or that particular artist. Was that ever an idea? What who you're going to be really doing it for? Well, I never really wanted to be in the category. I never, I never really paid attention to the LGBT label. I kind of just did things, and then later on in life, that kind of is where I got a lot of the recognition from, and it kind of opened my eyes towards that. So when it came, so basically, right now, when it comes to doing your music, doesn't matter. You do whatever you feel, and if that's for LGBT, it's for LGBT. If that's not, that's not. Now, when it came down to, because I was looking at some of your past videos, and I'm looking at the current video, the well, at least I think is current. But when it came down to the offer, and I saw the video that you had posted there, you had pills in there. And you were near the mountainside. I'm thinking, whoa, I got to ask you, what was the inspiration of that particular video? And why did you, what, why did you go that, that, what, was there a particular message you were trying to deliver? What was it? Um, dealing with a certain lifestyle that I had always thought that I wanted. Everybody has the California dream. Everybody wants to live in West, on the West Coast, be around the celebrities and, and live this glamorous life. But when I got there, and it wasn't what I wanted. And I, I kind of got trapped and caught up in a certain lifestyle that I always wished for. 
I got involved with the wrong people. I was seeing things that I would never think that they did. And the, just the whole culture of things, it was the type of lifestyle that you drown in if you can't swim. Gotcha. So in that video specifically, I just wanted to show, without showing too much, but I just wanted to show how I'm, I was just in a state where I felt like I was drowning because every goal, every wish, every dream, I got it. But what's next? Because this is not what I thought that I wanted. The pills were basically to represent me at a very low point in life. Gotcha. Me spiraling down mentally and emotionally. The okay. people around me, the lifestyle, everything. I wanted people to see, like, this is not what you think it is. On the outside, it seems a certain way, but really on the inside, these people, they're explosive. So where are you now? Right now, I've found balance. Okay. I'm currently back towards the balance that I, I had lost. Now, do you find it, when it, I see you was working with a producer called Showtime, that's the producer that uh, you're currently working with? Oh, no, he's um, he's helped me with a few videos in the past. Okay, okay, oh, so more, he's more a video director, okay, okay. Now, when it comes to the type of, the people that you find to help you with these projects, are they... When they listen to your music, do they kind of see is it more on the on the LGB tip or more on the just the R and B tip? Well, I haven't really worked with anybody. If you do see someone else's name on something, they may have helped me hold the camera. <laughs> oh wow! So it's yeah. all you. Yeah, but my last video, I do have this friend, which is also an artist. His name is Rio Porcel. He definitely helped me put together that music video gotcha gotcha which is my favorite of them all because nice. it actually had a, a message in there so where do you so where do you normally do your shows where do you normally go and perform for people i've done a few shows out in cali um atlanta tennessee which is where i'm from which is where i moved from before i got here oh, wow. but lately i haven't been haven't really been doing anything around the city. The music scene here in Las Vegas, it's more of a techno dubstep type of feel. I mean, it's appreciated, it, but it's not its not um, the scene here, I would say. Now, I am kind of curious because, you know, every now and then, I can just kind of play devil's advocate. Sometimes, just sometimes, they actually say, you know what? Sometimes you got to give that banger. So the, when he came out to Unforgettable, when I saw him... Um, on the what was it the, the uh, Breakfast Club? There you go. And when I'm sitting here listening to Charlemagne talk and everyone else talk, and this particular artist said, "You know what? He had to deliver a good a banger. This he had to deliver a banger in order to really get people to pull it back into him." So, do you ever come or feel that you have a pressure to deliver something different that maybe not necessarily something that you? Uh, a little bit outside of you to get people to listen to you oh definitely um i haven't done that yet but i do have people asking me um people are like um why is all of your music so slow or, or we want to hear you rap and they want different things out of me that aren't necessarily me but i feel 
I can be versatile and reach out to different crowds. So it's definitely something that I'm I'm having in the works at this point. And by the way, that artist was French Montana. So that artist, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, P. Diddy. <laughs> no, 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 because no, he, he was mentioning in conversation that he was talking to P. Diddy because he's still oh, on yeah. the label. And so when he was having that conversation and getting a clearance, all the whole mess that he had to deal with for that particular release. But when French Montana was talking, like he had to deliver a song and he delivered the right song at the right time because everyone definitely loves him when it comes to Unforgettable. Now, when it comes to, well, at least you are listening to your fans and you're trying to try to really kind of give them something that they really want. Is that something that's really important to you to listen to your fans or really just go with what your own what you only feel? It's kind of a um 50-50 situation. Because I I do listen, but at the same time I think to myself, um why not just do what you want? Because you didn't start making music because it's what people like. You started making it because it's how you express yourself. And again, you're kind of in a position now where you are working for them in a sense. Right, right. And they're working for you. So I do have to be open to what people say. All right. Now, you're definitely an independent artist. Definitely an independent artist. Is something working with a label is something that you ever thought about? Um, In the past, but I've actually went to meet with Rockefeller. I've met with Capitol Records. And the things that they said to me never be something I could be interested in as far as the change that they wanted. They wanted me to change my appearance or they wanted me to change my sound completely, not oh, just wow. throw out this here and there. And they also wanted a large percentage of what I put out. But I can just do it myself. It just it takes a lot more dedication, though. Okay, so they wanted you to appear what more? Less um, aggressive, I would say. Ah, okay. Now that does lead me to another question, because when I noticed that when I followed you on SoundCloud, and I saw this a lot of hair, <laughs> a low cut <laughs> black dress, looking to the side, I'm thinking. Who is that? You know, definitely it look at who Erica B is and you popped up again. And I'm thinking, and I look at I look at the picture, I look at now I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> this don't look like the same person. I don't know. <laughs> so, have you gotten that before? Do they did they ever mention that to you? Oh yeah, definitely. Um a lot of reasons why I have used uh models pictures is just for to appeal. To get people to get them to click things. Okay. So that really is you in the photo when you kind of look a modelish. Is that really you? <laughs> no, that's not me. Oh, this not- <laughs> this whole I don't time. know who it is. It's just a, uh, a random person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, all right. So basically they're saying that. Now, what was their reasons of why they didn't want you to appear aggressive? What reason did they give? Um, for marketing reasons, I've learned from being out here on the West Coast, um, the way they view things is it's so much different than what I'm used to. They, everything is really fast. They want everything to be fast-paced, uh, aimed towards party life, 
and the depiction of uh, sexual, what yes. what can appeal. Basically mainstream. So from a Tennessee girl coming to the L.A., is this is it because of the fact that your background coming from a place like Tennessee? Is Tennessee very slow or Tennessee is very a little bit more faster than most people think? Um, Tennessee is extremely slow compared to Las Vegas and Los Angeles. Gotcha. Of course, because it's um, I think the population in Tennessee might be one million compared no to coming out here and way. it being eight million. Holy crap! That's a big difference. I never knew that. So basically, so do you think that also that's one of the reasons why it's kind of a different. Uh, kind of an internal battle to say, you know what, I don't want to go this route because of your background of living in a place like Tennessee is a little bit slower. Yeah, that that could be, but I'm learning a lot since I've been out here, and it's it's opened me, it's opening me up to a different mindset. Maybe if they offer me the right price, I can do what they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, money does talk. They say what you want, it does help. <laughs> <laughs> So now that when you come to your current work, I mean, because right now, the, now, just make sure the offer last year and do you have something coming up now? Right now, I'm just putting out as much music as I can. I'm working on music every day okay. and putting out singles. I've got a lot of singles on iTunes, on actually every every music platform. Gotcha. I've got singles out everywhere. I have been thinking about putting out... Um, an album or a mixtape because I have hundreds of songs that I've never released. Sometimes I'll just finish a song and it'll sit there forever because I'm just not satisfied with it. But I was thinking about coming out with something called the archives, my unreleased music for the people. Okay. That's a good idea to kind of let people, cause you have a, I mean, it seems to me that your fan base definitely seems to be loyal. They definitely love what you do they definitely seems to enjoy your music so that may be a good treat for them do you find that you're getting a lot of support uh in terms of making good uh, a sustainable living as an artist at this point right now especially when you're making a move out to the west no okay well it's it's not that easy <laughs> well yeah it's well yeah i get it i get it trust me i do a podcast i know uh, <laughs> but it, you're providing yourself that platform that people can be able to join. Are you finding that more people are discovering you? Yeah, I've noticed that um, putting myself behind my music with no image is not that effective yeah. opposed to putting my image out there and then people finding the music. I found that to be a more effective approach because a lot of people, they don't even, a lot of my following, they don't even know that I make music, which is weird to me. But they mm -hmm. just follow me for... I guess for whatever reason they feel like it. Interesting, you say that. It's very interesting because I, I even as a, again as a podcaster, you know, you, I don't have my image out there very often. Very blue moon, you may see something just to say, okay, I'm here, Let's show my face. But I, as a person who's producing content, just like a person producing music. You understand that people look at who they, they want to see who they're listening to. They want to exactly course, see who yeah. they're listening to. So the importance of a visual uh, is definitely, to me, I've also had to learn that lesson. It's important. It's important. So you'll definitely you know, be seeing some different things from me because I understand that the visual. Who are you finding more listening to, Erica B.? 
it's always been majority of women, but um, more so at the end of last year and so far this year, I'm noticing there are a lot of men coming out of the blue. And I, that kind of, that really makes me happy, actually, because I'm like, whoa, I, I wasn't expecting this. Okay, okay. They are, how are they discovering your music? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't usually ask people. Okay. They kind of just pop up. Interesting. Okay. All right. Twitter. It helps. you <laughs> are you on Twitter also? I am. I have every social platform, but mainly I tend to give more attention to Instagram. But I need to spread it out more. It's tough as an artist. You got to balance all that stuff. You know, and learn different platforms for this and that. I get it. I totally get it. Is there a particular plan for this year? Because it's still early in 2018 of what you want to accomplish. I want to take my music to a new level. When I get to a certain point, I usually stop. When I get a certain amount of um, people looking at me, I usually just stop. I'm not sure why I get so comfortable, but I just plan to keep going and then see what's to come from that plan on doing a lot of shows um supposed to be doing the she pride event in um virginia i think it's in august so that's supposed to be um really big amongst the lgbt community at this point nice nice so you're getting a are you getting a hold of a lot of um, promoters i would say it's um 50 50 with that as well i am i just started uh, reaching out to promoters here in Las Vegas and California. Nice. Okay. You get, are you getting a healthy response? I literally just started yesterday. Okay. <laughs> but uh, there we go. so good. <laughs> okay. All right. But better like than never. It doesn't matter. You know. <laughs> I think. I think it's. Um. It's kind of hard. As, because being an independent artist, doing everything yourself. Yeah. And knowing how to do everything, it's kind of stubborn to where you think, well, I can do everything myself. I don't I don't need people. Yeah. But really, you do. You do need a team of people. You do need people to help you, even if you know how to do it. But that could also give you a better visual of how you need things done. I'm getting to that point where I'm realizing that it's okay to reach out to other people, even if you already know how to do it. Good. That's actually, so it sounds to me you are definitely picking up learning lessons to surround yourself with uh, those who have expertise in the areas that you may not necessarily do, but maybe there's something that can then add to it to kind of give you that extra, extra special note or sound. Is that correct? Okay. Right. All right. And honestly, you know what? These are life lessons. How old are you, by the way? 26. Oh, okay. You're still got a lot of, you know, it's, it's, it's a process, you know, and you got into, you got, considering the fact that you got in this pretty early, um, you know, definitely you've been, well, how many years would you say you've been putting out music total? I remember I put out my first song in 2009. I was recording before that, but for the public, I put out a uh, freestyle on Facebook. It's their response to it was so surprising to me. So ever since then, I've been doing the same. So it's getting around close to 10 years. Wow. A guest that I had here was Samson McCormick, who's a, a stand-up comedian. And he definitely said around the 10-year mark is where you finally get it. Would you say that you're you're approaching that now that you're finally getting it of exactly what, what needs to be done and what needs to be in order to move to the next step? 
to when I was 19 and I, I really wanted it to now on this journey, I could say that I was nowhere near ready. And I know that it's time because I'm kind of at a point where you feel like giving up, but you don't want to. So you keep pushing. Yeah. And that's usually the time in people's lives when they push to whatever it was that they were wanting. It happens for them because they didn't give up. So now that you are approaching that mark, what is the goal? What did you expect to happen and accomplish this year? I just want people to stop sleeping on me. <laughs> <laughs> I need them to, I want them to appreciate what I give to people because it, it makes them feel something. They say that they like it and I just need them to notice. That's yeah. really all I want. And I would like to get paid from people noticing as well. <laughs> Monetary is always a good thing. I cannot tell you I'm not looking for that idea. Uh, anyway, but definitely, I, I, want, I definitely appreciate you coming on the show. Now, now some of the songs that I've actually heard, like the side that one of the things that I, I tend to like, I did like half. I liked your video half. But you know what also threw me off a little bit? Fiji. The song that you actually <laughs> featured on Instagram, thinking, wait a minute. I said, just when I was thinking to myself, okay, you know, you know, I'm going to ask her this question. Then you throw out Fiji. It was a little bit different than what you have normally put out there. What was the idea behind that? Well, that's just one of those things where I wanted to reach out to a different type of audience. Okay. And just show people that I can do anything that you can do. Uh, so if, if you're willing to listen to me, then I can give you what you want to hear. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, okay, because I definitely, I, and you're going to drop that sometime this year. It looks like you're going <laughs> to plan on putting that out there. That song is so funny to me. That's why I've really been hesitating to put it out because I really don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they they keep asking about it, so I, I guess I will. Okay, all right, all right. Well, definitely, we'll be looking forward to see hearing that <laughs> and see what other things. <laughs> you know, you're not the first person to say Lamont Pierre was just on the show. He said the same thing when it comes to making a web series. He's like, I. I didn't like it. I didn't like the show that I put out there. But he said, you know what? The response was different. So, hey, let's see what that response is. Put it out there. If you don't take a risk, you never know what's going to happen, right? Right. <laughs> well, one thing's for sure. I mean, I definitely want people to pay attention to your music. So just by, if I can be able to do that, just by giving you that capability to put on the show, I definitely will do it. Because I, I tend to hear, I look to different sound, different LGBT artists. Well, I consider you to be an LGBT bt artist and to really give something that we really need to hear to pay a little bit more closer attention to so i definitely can say that some of your music i've been definitely paying all day uh <laughs> listen to whether that's from the waves miami and back picture this different size lie to me you know it all that stuff no uh not her again you know this is something that I'm listening to a lot of your music. I'm going to kind of put some of your music also in the podcast to kind of give people a different a different understanding of what your music is and what what you're all about there. So I definitely want to yeah. make sure that uh, again to give 
a little bit of a difference to know who Erica B is and what to expect next from her. So, what's going to be the next song you're going to be dropping? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't pre-plan things. It kind of just happens. Okay. Each one of my songs, I put a lot of true situations having to do with relationships, but then I also try to throw it off of the topic. So it just depends on what I'm going through, what mood I'm in, and how I'm feeling. You know, when it comes to relationships, yeah, I'm just curious here. When it comes to relationships, how is it in the industry? And, you know, especially for an artist who's, you know, trying to put themselves out there making it, how does that affect a relationship for you? It sucks because your significant other, they can't deal with um, the attention that you receive. And they also sometimes they can't understand why you have to feed the attention why you have to do things that appeal that help you as an artist not disrespectful things but you know just spending time focusing on your social platforms because it's promoting you as an artist do you have someone right now currently steady i don't okay and that's because do you feel that's because by choice it's because of my music i would say because it's something that I, I really have to focus on with no distractions. And there's just a lot of people that can't understand that journey because they're not a part of it. Gotcha. They could support you, but it, it's not the type of support that will help you get to where you need to be. Mm. Because you also have to support them too, but you can't give your grind 100% when you have this distraction. Gotcha. Yeah. Now let me now let me ask gonna hone in on that question. Is it a considered a distraction when the person is not your best cheerleader? Yes. I think it's also still a distraction because when I give my energy to a person, I kinda can't focus so much on myself. That's just something that I do. Gotcha. When I get with somebody, I start to give them more of my attention than myself ah uh, okay okay you're one of those that fall once you fall in love hey <laughs> sound like me you sound like me you know so i get it. All right. <laughs> well again erica thanks for getting a little personal they're just going to find out a little information about that but thank you so much for coming on the show and again i'm going to be letting everybody know where you can follow erica b what particular websites and on social media etc erica where can they follow you if they want to kind of find and get a little piece of sample exactly where uh, your music is and also where to follow you well, they can follow me on Instagram at one.erica.b, Twitter, one Erica B. Um, you could type in Erica B on Google and find every music platform there from Pandora to iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to your music, you can find me there. All right. Just search Erica B. All right, Erica, thank you so much for coming on Brother Speak Podcast. I really do appreciate you taking the time and wanting to talk to me a little bit. So I'll definitely put this information out, all the information so people can follow you. Again, this is Chris with Brother Speak Podcast, where we talk about the, well, you know, it's not what we talk about. We talk about uh, very interesting <laughs> topics, but most importantly, we interview the innovative, the daring, and the bold, and provide informative topics for the black LGBT. Thank you so much, Erica. You guys have a great day. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me.